It is epiphany. Isn't that a fun word to say? Epiphany. Let's all say it. Epiphany. It's really a fun word. And it's a fun idea. Does anybody know what epiphany means? Okay, well, let me help you out. <laughs> a Christian feast celebrating the manifestation of the divine nature of Jesus to the Gentiles as represented by the Magi. You got that? Basically, the first people to appear in the story of Jesus that are not descendants of David, people of Israel, are the Magi. And so they come from away and they show us, they demonstrate to us that Jesus is for everybody. Not just for this tiny country in this remote part of the world. Jesus is for everybody. Also known as January 6th. So this isn't actually Epiphany. You can celebrate for real in those grand ways that you do <laughs> at home um, on January 6th. Epiphany is also a manifestation or a striking appearance, which is also like a great moment or sudden revelation, insight or understanding, a new comprehension, a new understanding of reality, or an aha moment, a light bulb moment. An epiphany. Doesn't it sound like that? I like it when words sound like what they mean. And it's kind of a fun one to say. So this, we're celebrating epiphany today, which is the story of the wise ones coming from the east. And this comes from the Gospel of Matthew. Most of the stories that we read for Christmas come from the Gospel of Luke. And Joseph appears in Matthew, Jesus is born in, the Ma in Matthew, and then the Magi come. And Luke tells us about Mary, and the shepherds, and the manger, and the inn, and all of that. But we, come on, also we have one story. So, we're going to hear the story of, from Matthew, of the wise ones coming from the east. A reading from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and we have come to pay him homage. So the king Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and take him homage. When they heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen in the at its rising. So it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. 
to go home for Christmas or after Christmas. And my parents have a wonderful collection of Christmas books. And there's a place where they live, and there's a time when you should read them. And my niece, probably as directed, went and found a Christmas book to read while she was going to sleep. And this was the book that she found on the Christmas shelf. And I saw her reading that before she went to sleep, and I thought, Oh, that's so wonderful. She's reading the stories that I loved at Christmas. And then, um, before, one night before dinner, when all the five young children were running around crazy, in order to get them to not be running around crazy, my father got a book to read a story to them. And I said, actually, I think you should read this. This is the one you should read. And he said, well, which story should I read? And someone not sure who it was, picked out this story called The Mysterious Star. And my sister and I both together went, oh, <laughs> I love that story. Because, and so I'm going to share this story with you today because it is a story about a star. And it is a story about Jane, who is searching for a star. And I think we are all Jamie's father was reading him a story. Long, long ago, his father read, some men from a faraway country saw a new star in the sky. What a big star it was. So brightly it shone and so beautiful. They followed the bright star. It led them to a town called Bethlehem, where they found the baby Jesus. He was the savior and brought great joy and happiness to their lives. Oh, Daddy, said Jamie, I want to see the star. Can I see the star, too? He jumped off his father's lap and ran to the window. The night was dark and clear. The sky was dotted with millions of twinkling specks, but none of them seemed very important or more special than any other. Jamie's father said, If you keep looking, Jamie, you'll find the star, but not in the sky. Jamie didn't understand what his father meant, but his mother said it was better. So he decided to think about it some more tomorrow. Next morning, after Jamie pulled on his trousers, and he said, what are trousers? <laughs> and his green striped shirt, he ran to his mother and asked, may I go for a walk? I'm going to look for the bright star. Yes, said his mother, and she smiled. Jamie decided it might be a long walk. 
and he might get thirsty. So he asked his mother for a thermos of water to take along with him. Then he thought about how lonesome he might get if it took a long, long time to find the star. So he took his teddy bear along too. His mother packed him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in a paper bag, just in case he got hungry along the way. At last, Jamie put the thermos of water, his teddy bear, and peanut butter and jelly sandwich into his red wagon and started off. For a moment, he wondered where he should look for the star. He thought about the church. He had heard many stories about Jesus there, and he thought he might see the star there too. So he walked to the church, but the windows were dark and the door was closed. Jamie didn't see the star there. Next, he decided to walk to the park. On the way, he saw a little girl who was crying. Nobody likes me, sobbed the little girl. Jamie felt so sorry for her that a big tear rolled down his cheek. I like you, Jamie told the little girl, and I know someone who, someone else who does. My best friend is Jesus. He likes you. He likes everybody. Then, Jamie told her about the bright and beautiful star he was looking for and hurried off to look for it some more. He didn't notice he was being followed. In the park, Jamie saw an old man sitting all alone on a bench. He looked lonely, so Jamie climbed up beside him. He thought maybe the old man had seen the star since he lived long, long ago. So Jamie told him about the story. I've seen lots of things in my day, said the old man, but I've never seen a star like that. Then Jamie felt hungry. He wondered if the old man might like some of his peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Sure would, said the old man. I haven't tasted a peanut butter and jelly sandwich since I was a little boy. Tell me about when you were a little boy, said Jamie. He listened and listened while the old man talked. The old man didn't look so lonely anymore when Jamie climbed down off the park bench and started on his way again. Jamie walked and walked. He didn't notice he was being followed. Then Jamie stopped by a big tree. It was all hung with frost and looked just like Christmas. It made Jamie feel good inside to think how God made such beautiful things. It made him feel like Christmas and singing. So he made up a song about how thankful he was that God makes beautiful things. And as he walked along, he sang the song. He walked past a little girl sitting on a stump. She didn't say anything. She just smiled. So Jamie walked on, singing his song. He still didn't notice he was being followed. Soon he came to a street corner where he saw a boy sitting beside a stack of newspapers. Jamie could tell the boy was very poor by the ragged clothes he was wearing. He looked tired, too. Jamie told the boy all about the star he was looking for. I don't have time to look for a star, said the boy. I have to earn all the money I can delivering newspapers. Jamie wondered if a drink of water might make the boy feel better. He got the thermos of water out of his wagon and offered it to the boy. The boy took a big drink. Oh, thank you, he said. Now I feel good enough to deliver the rest of these papers. Jamie walked on and on. He walked past the toy store, but there was no bright and beautiful star there. He saw lots of goodies in the candy shop, 
but he didn't see a bright, shining star. How happy he would be if he could only find it. He searched and searched, but no star did he see. He still didn't notice he was being followed. Up ahead, Jamie saw a little boy on roller skates. He'd fallen down. Jamie ran to see if the boy was hurt. Sure enough, he was crying. He had bumped his knee. Jamie, Jamie remembered how his mother kissed his hurt sometimes and made them feel better. He kissed the little boy's knee. The little boy was so surprised he forgot how his knee hurt. He stopped crying and listened while Jamie told him the story about the star. Finally, Jamie decided his teddy bear must be getting tired. So he started for home. He still didn't notice he was being followed. On the way home, he saw a lady walking with a cane. Some big boys ran past her and knocked the cane out of her hand. She wasn't crippled, but she didn't, couldn't seem to find the cane. Jamie ran and picked it up for her. When he handed it to her, he understood why she couldn't find it. She was blind. I'm Jamie, he told her, and I guess I can't see good either. I can't seem to find the big, bright, beautiful star anywhere. After that, he told the woman who was blind all about the star. He went on walking home. He didn't notice he was being followed as he walked through the gate to his house. His father was waiting for him at the door. Did you find the star today, Jamie? His father asked. No, said Jamie sadly. Well, asked his father, who are these friends who came with you? Jamie turned to look. There was the sad little girl and the old man in the park. There was the little girl who he had seen sitting on a stump and the poor tired paper boy. There was the little girl on roller skates and there was the woman who was blind. We saw it, Jamie, they all said. We saw the star. Where, oh where, cried Jamie, show it to me. I want to see it too. The sad little girl spoke first. I saw it, Jamie, in the tear that glistened on your cheek when you felt sorry for me. And I saw it, Jamie, said the old man. I saw it in your ears when you listened to me. I saw it in your voice when you were singing, said the little girl who had been sitting on a stump. I saw it in your hands when you gave me a drink of water, said the paper boy. When you kissed my knees, said the little boy on roller skates, that's when I saw it. I saw the star by your mouth. I saw it too. Then Jamie looked at the, blind, the woman who was blind. Surely she couldn't have seen the star, but she spoke up. I saw it too, Jamie. I saw it brightest of all. I saw it in your heart. And Jamie was very Sunday of a new year. Do you know that? It's 2000. And in 
the tradition that we come from, the Methodist tradition, there is a practice at the beginning of the year, sometimes on the first day of the year, sometimes on the first Sunday of the year, but it is a practice of renewing a covenant, of praying a prayer of surrender, of stating once again who we want to be in our relationship with God. And so, so today we are remembering that. And we are taking the opportunity to say we are going to be stars for people this year. Whatever that looks like. And however it might be. The words of this prayer are attributed to John Wesley, which is a little under question, but we're going to go with that. And these are words that hang on the wall in our house. Um, Bishop Peter Weaver, who ordained me, gave me this gift in a frame. And it is his calligraphy of this prayer. And his, um, his practice was to pray it every day. And it was um, a practice he wanted to pass on to other people. And I know that when that has been my practice, it has been a wonderful time. These are words that are hard and difficult and challenging and extreme. Because they are all saying, I am getting out of the way, and whatever happens in my life, it will be okay. Whatever happens in my life, I am willing to be open to it. These are old words and powerful words that we freely yield everything to God. And actually, when I came across the third step prayer from the 12 steps, which is very similar, which says, I'm letting go of the ways that I keep myself in charge of my life. And I know that I don't have the power, so I'm acknowledging that God has the power in my life. So before we share these words together, we're going to sing, because I think we need a little space before we just jump into saying these words, and maybe they're words that you listen to today, and they will be coming to your inbox this week, and so you can reflect on them later, and again, and again. But I invite you, in this new year, to be a new person, for us all to be new people, so that we can make a new world. <laughs> 